Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm super excited for the episode today. It is Corporate Natalie. We recorded this a few months ago and I've been wanting to get it out. She just, it's just an easy conversation to listen to. She's a breath of fresh air. She's a very batteries included type of person, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a bit, you know what that means. Just somebody that, you know, holds her own, that has her own energy, which I love. So I'm excited for you to hear that. Before we get into that, I wanted to talk about a few things going on. Unfortunately, Roe versus Wade was overturned. I mean, it is a horrible time to be a woman in America just because women before us worked so hard to make this happen, to make abortion legal and safe. And now we're fucked, essentially. Um, You know, there are still, of course, ways to get safe abortions, but in certain states, they're making it almost impossible. And it's really shitty. It's really devastating. There's nothing funny about it. I went to a protest last weekend and I'm really happy I did. I heard some really great messaging about how and what people are going to do to fight back. But I mean, it it sucks. And social media is a really weird place to be when something like this happens because it's like, you know, we see the same for infographics or quotes um, recycled. And of course, you know, that's not helping. But then if somebody doesn't post those quotes and those infographics, people are like, why hasn't this person spoken out? And I got a few of those messages, even though I did speak out, I got a few messages that were like, you should be using your platform or or you should be silent today. Um, you know, you shouldn't be posting today. And that always confuses me because I'm like, did you get the day off? Because I didn't. Like I have to post for my job. That is my job. You didn't get the day off from work. So I don't get the day off from work, you know? Um, and I think people forget that a lot that people who have a business that they need to promote on social media, whether that's being an influencer or having a podcast or, you know, creating content in general, they, they have to continue doing what it is that fuels their business and their income. They don't get the day off just because something horrible happened. Uh, I wish we did, but that's not the case. So 
I just wanted to shed light on that perspective a little bit. And of course, just mention Roe versus Wade being overturned because it's horrific. And if you are upset, you should be. You should be angry. It is a a terrible, terrible thing that has happened. Someone asked me to talk about summer plans pressure and they really hit the nail on the head. Just even those three words. I feel so pressured to have these like great summer plans and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. And it all comes from people just like not knowing what to say to each other. So they're like, oh, do you have any fun plans for the summer? You know, that comes up on double dates and work conversations and whatever. And really like nobody is expecting you to be like, oh yeah, we're going to the South of France and then to the Amalfi Coast and then we're rounding up in Greece. Like nobody expects you to say all of that or wants you to or is judging if you don't. But for some reason, there's so much pressure to have that summer trip planned. And I never even took summer trips before last summer. I mean, even last summer, I didn't take a trip until after the summer in like, Late later in September. But who cares where you're going in the summer? I think it's just, there is this pressure because you see all these people on Instagram. Like every single person on my Instagram right now is in Italy. And I'm like, and I saw some meme that's like, how did that person afford to go to Italy season? And like, it's so true. Like, it's just such a who's traveling where. And Insta- I blame Instagram for that. And also just people not knowing what to say to each other in conversation. So the next time somebody asks you what you're doing, where like what your summer plans are, don't think that you need to talk about travel. Be like, oh, we have, you know, my cousin's birthday is coming up and we're so happy to not be trapped. Like, don't even bring it up. Just, just say what you actually have planned. If it's not travel, like you still have summer plans, you know, and maybe you don't have summer plans and you're like, I'm just enjoying the weather. No one's going to judge that. And lastly, somebody asked me to talk more about going off the pill. They said that they've been told by doctors that the side effects are in their head. That really bums me out to hear that. It really, really bums me out because they're not in your head. They're science and not science as in what our last guest thinks is science, but science as in hormones and hormonal imbalances. And you're getting pumped these hormones when you're on birth control. And then especially when you're on it for a long time, like I was for 16 years, and then you go off of it and your body's like, what? What happened here? And I know that's true because it took me like three months to actually start to feel kind of like a birth control withdrawal. And I don't mean like, oh my God, I'm craving birth control and I'm like itching and I need my birth control. But my body is actually having a crazy reaction to it. Like I have pimples everywhere. And I know you're like, no, you don't. Like I can't see that. I've been using filters on Instagram. That's why you can't see them. And I'm really good at hiding them. I have really good cover up. I'll link it in my stories. But I have pimples everywhere. I was not hungry at all when I first went off. And now I am ravenous. Like I can't stop eating. It's embarrassing how hungry I am. I've always kind of eaten like more than Steven. Honestly, he's just like not the kind of guy that like is like plans his life around food I've mentioned. 
but I'm eating like double what Stephen eats. I'm hungry at times when no one else is. And I'm just leaning into it. It is what it is. But this is all as a result of going off birth control. I also am definitely moodier and at times feeling like a little depressed because of it. And my boobs are like hurting sometimes and sometimes not. And it's, it's all as a result of going off birth control. So do not think that you are alone in this. Also, it took me a long time to get my period. And that's, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm going to talk about it on another episode, but and dedicate a whole episode to it. But just wanted you to know that. Somebody said how to get, get guys to plan to be better at planning. I don't know if they'll ever be better at planning. It's funny. It's like when someone's courting you, when a man is courting a woman, they have to plan the dates. But then it's like the second you become boyfriend and girlfriend, the woman has to plan all of the things because there's just, I don't know. There's like not a planning gene in men. And I talked about this on an episode that's coming up soon with my friend, Dan Perlman. And I was like, what if you're talking to a girl and she's like, you have to plan the date. Then he's like, I, he was like, I like that. Like, I, I like when they tell me exactly what I need to do. He's like, and if I really can't think of somewhere or if I'm new to the city, then at least I'll give her three options. You know, like that's like work with guys in terms of like, let them give you options and, and stuff like that. Lastly, someone asked to discuss different levels of sex drive in couples. This is so important to me. And this has to do with my love language, which one of them is physical touch. I need my sex drive to be the same as my partner. But even if I need that, it's not always the case. Sometimes mine is lower. Sometimes his is lower. Sometimes his is higher. Sometimes his is low. Whatever it is, for, for me, I work out five times a week right now. So my that to me affects my sex drive. I don't know if that's if there's any basis to that, but that makes me hornier. And when he works out, he's also hornier. But if he doesn't work out, then I'm the one initiating sex like most of the time. So I think that it's normal to not have the same exact sex drive, but you should have the same idea of how many times you want to have sex per week and or per month, depending, you know, because some people don't like to have sex that often. And if one of you is unhappy or doesn't agree with that number, then I would reevaluate some things unless they're going through something, something mental health wise. And um, lastly, I just want to say, I have been having these men on this podcast or women with opposing views to me. And I get a lot of backlash for it, but I do it because... I don't want you to be listening to a podcast where you agree and I agree with every single thing that the guest has to say. Otherwise, what's the point in having a guest? It might as well be a solo podcast, you know? And so I'm not going to stop bringing guests on who have differing opinions than me because that's the whole point of a real debate and a real conversation is you want to hear something that intrigues you or that disgusts you, but you want to feel something from what you're listening to. So... I just wanted to say that and it doesn't mean that I agree with these people or like I'm giving them a platform because I'm, you know, evil. No, I just want everyone to hear that there's these different perspectives in the world. And as always, you take what you want and you leave the rest. All right, now for Corporate Natalie. 
Squarespace, one of my favorite podcast partners because this podcast would be nothing without it. I use Squarespace for my website. We met at acme.com and it's the easiest, easiest tool to make a website. It's really like website making for dummies. It's the easiest tool to edit a website. So we just actually added our camp. We met at camp. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, what's that? I want to sign up. Go to wemetatacme.com, which is powered by Squarespace. If you haven't used Squarespace, there are so many tools. You can connect your social media accounts. You can use templates. If you're like, I don't I don't know what a Pinteresty website looks like. Well, you can just use a template that already looks like that. You get all the analytics. There are blogging tools, email campaigns, e-commerce. You can sell stuff, mailing lists, all the things. You can schedule appointments via Squarespace. It's really, really amazing. And if you haven't tried it, then you should head to squarespace.com slash Acme. You can do a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your actual website, you can use the code Acme to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So go to squarespace.com slash Acme for your free trial. And then when you're ready to launch and just be like, wow, my killer website is done or I redid my old website, you can use offer code Acme to save 10% off your first purchase of your website or domain. So check it out. I love Squarespace. You can go to my website to see what it looks like. It's powered by Squarespace and I wouldn't have it any other way. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Elisa Reynolds and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So why not? Let me tell you about the last meal. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Corporate Natalie. Hey. Hello. This is so exciting. I was I was saving this to tell you live. I actually met you at Perla's in Austin. I was sitting at a table with like my 10 girlfriends and we took a photo together. Do you remember oh that? Oh my God. Yes. I didn't know no. you were at that table. That was, I was one of those, one of those girls. We were so excited to That's see you. That's so <laughs> funny because I literally knew who you were. I think I had seen your TikToks by then. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, I was just Natalie that weekend. So it was probably different not seeing That's me in the, the blazer so and the turtleneck. <laughs> funny. Oh my God. Well, that was so much fun. And actually funny story about that night. It was one of your friend's birthdays, right? Yes. Um, yes. And I tried to send over a dessert for the birthday girl. No, you didn't. And I did. And I never heard back from any of you guys. So I know that the restaurant fucked it up and didn't do it. But oh, I was 100%. so upset. We would have been blasting so that across socials. Are you kidding me? That oh my been God. I was like, <laughs> I literally paid for it. And then they never sent it. I was, fuck that. I'm going to have a word with Perla's. Yeah, um, give them a call. That's such a bummer. I'm going to give them the a call, but I was... Totally. But I was like, these girls, like, they don't know that I tried to do this. Um, but you guys were so fun and looked like you were having the best time ever. It was so fun. Love Austin. I want to go back there. Love it. Oh my God. I can't wait to go back. I have my friends getting married there soon. So I'm so excited. But enough about Austin. Tell us about you. How old are you, Natalie? And where are you from? 
Yes. So I'm from San Francisco. I'm 24 years old. I started TikTok and Instagram in October, 2020. And it's just like totally taken off and it's the weirdest thing. And I just, I still can't believe it every day that it happens. Um, but I just, I do corporate jokes, work from home jokes. I wonder if the people on this podcast know who I am. I'm not sure if you, like, who knows? Well, now they do. Now and they that's do. all that matters. Yeah. I, I forgot what the first TikTok of yours I watched was, but I was like immediately hooked. And I guess when you like someone's TikTok, they show you their other TikToks. So you just like came into my feed in the best way. And I remember it was like you and Rod who I was like going back and forth, like laughing at your all, both of your content. And then the two of you did a video together at one point. And I was like, oh my God, my worlds are colliding. I was like, they need to date. (laughs) So on that note, what is your current relationship status? Oh my gosh. So I am single. I do a lot of content with Rod and with Corporate Bro, another like male TikTok. And everyone's like, it's crazy that you guys are dating. Like people on the internet are so they're like, you do one crossover, they're like, wow, they're dating. It's like, no, we yeah. just met for coffee and set up a camera. Um, uh-huh. but no, really good friends with both of them. I am single. I've been you know, I, I mean, I think we can get into it, but I think having this like kind of content forward lifestyle has been a challenge in the dating life for sure. Mm. Um, having such a public platform and, you know, just having your face everywhere and people coming up to you and recognizing you. And it's just a strange thing. And so I was in a relationship during like the beginning of corporate Natalie and actually it didn't work out because of corporate Natalie, which is a bummer, but single no now. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, please elaborate. Was he just like intimidated by the fact that you had a following? Did he get jealous? Like, I don't know. I mean, I think in the beginning, it's so funny because he slid into my DMs and then we started dating through. So we met through corporate Natalie. We were long distance. We were not in the same city. Um, And then, you know, I was super in love. I was like obsessed with him. It was great. We were, I saw him like all the time. And then it just ended up being like, you know, I think you really value the affirmation you get on your platforms. I'm like, I don't care about the affirmation I get. Like, this is a business. Like I'm running this because I'm, you know, doing brand deals and consulting with companies on their social media strategies. Like, I don't care about the affirmation, you know? And so it was just, it was this strange thing that ended and kind of a gaslighty way. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this was fun while lasted, but here we are. Ew, fuck that guy. It's, it's like so weird to me when somebody dates you knowing exactly what they're getting themselves into. And then they're like, oh my God, you did the thing that I knew that you did when really? I came after you. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. Because you, you met your obviously now husband and congrats on like at post everything. Right. So like what has right. that, has that been a struggle or a challenge? No, like he, I mean, like true to form, like he knew what he was getting himself into and he was okay with it. Like every now and then he's like, just please don't like describe my penis on an episode. Totally. But like other than that, like he's, he's totally supportive, but I dated someone in the past who knew it was like, you know, cause I've been doing this for four and a half years. It was within the time frame, So he knew I had a podcast and then we started dating and he was like, can you just like not post me ever? Yeah. He was like, <laughs> and anytime we had a fight, he'd be like, can you not talk about this on your podcast? And it's like, bro, like then just like, what are we doing here? Like, Totally. You sign, it's like you signed up for this and now you're like making me feel bad about it. So like, yeah. go away. And even stranger, I'm like, I'm making corporate jokes. Like this has nothing to do with you. He wasn't even working in the corporate right. world. I'm like, can you right. lay off? I don't know, but yeah, I think it's it weird as like a, 
you know, a woman who's on a platform and talking about things and making jokes and doing comedy, whatever it is. It's just like right. lightly intimidating, I think. And it's always weird totally. now that I go on dates, like I'll think, I'll hope that the guy doesn't know who I am just like praying. And then just like at the very end of the date, three drinks and he's like, yeah. So I love, you know, your social media. I'm like, oh my God, why were you, why oh, are you holding no. it back? And then they feel like right. they know you, you know, they feel like they know you on a certain level and they mm-hmm. think like they have a connection with you that you don't know them. It's just so strange. Right. It's just like, say it up front. Do you have it in your dating app profile that you're corporate Natalie? No, nowhere. I don't, like, don't even have my last name on like, on like my dating app, nor even corporate Natalie, but no, I try to keep it very separate. And it's fine if they know. I just always think it's strange when they like hold that card close to chest and then reveal it like later. I'm like, just say it. Like, obviously, you know, and then we'll talk about, I'll I'll, I'll say like on a date, like, yeah, I work, you know, in tech. And then I also do some social media stuff on the side and whatever. I sort of like tease it out to see see how they react. But it's, it's interesting. I don't know. It's a strange, it's a strange position to be in. Definitely. Definitely. But you have gone on dates where they have no idea. Oh, totally. I love it. I try to pick the guy that like looks like he doesn't even have an iPhone, like the camper, right, right. like d- not on social media. Like that's that's the guy I want to end up with. Who's like, oh, that's cool. She's on Instagram, you know, and doesn't really know. Right. That's that's so funny. It's literally my husband. So okay, there are so many questions that came in for you, and I want to get to all of them. A lot of them are asking about the corporate job, and we're not going to get into that. But I am curious what your corporate job does think of your TikTok account. Yes. So it's always funny. People are so curious to know where I work. And it's like, I just keep it separate because that's my work life. And corporate Natalie is my joke, comedy, social media life. You know, it's like, I want to have that professionalism at both my work. And, you know, I I just want to keep it separate. But basically they, of course, know. People are always like, you know, oh my God, has your boss found out? Yes, I have 700,000 followers. Like my boss has seen <laughs> my TikTok. Like, please, like, let's be real. You know, and they just, and everything I do is fictional. Like, I think people really think like all content has to be like super genuine. Like everything on the internet is real. I feel like with social media and TikTok, it's like, no, everything is fake. Like these are planned skits that I'm doing with Rod, that I'm doing with other people. Like, you know, whatever. So of course my team knows. It's actually opened up a lot of doors internally with my job. I'm now moving into more of a marketing role because of corporate Natalie, which I'm really excited about. So in the beginning it was more hush hush, but now it's sort of like, you know what, I'm going to lead with this. I'm proud of it. I'm not doing anything like malicious or inappropriate or I'm not not slandering my company in any way. So it's actually been good. Um, So yes, they know. And uh, it's, it's all, it's all good. (laughs) It's so funny though, because if I worked with you and let's say like I wrote you an email and like spelled your name wrong. And then like the next day there was a TikTok that you posted that totally. you're like, when your coworker spells your name wrong, I'd be like, oh my God, I know. it's about me. Totally. People are like, my coworkers are like, okay, don't put this, don't put this on a video, but like, but I'm just gonna say something. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna like put you on yeah. blast. Like, no. I have so much respect for you all. Like, right. That's so funny. Um, So I have to ask because we love astrology on the podcast. When is your birthday? April 3rd. I'm an Aries. Love that. Love that. Yes. What and are you? I feel I'm a Libra, so we're opposite signs, which okay. is amazing. I do do you know like anything about it? Like, do you have I only know just like Aries kind of like okay. hard-headed. I, I totally yeah. identify as an Aries, but I, I don't know like other yeah. signs or the relation to signs or like my rising, my thought, whatever that stuff is. I really should get yeah. into it. But yeah, what what would you say about when I say Aries? Does that make sense? Uh, yes, definitely. I feel like Aries are very good at holding their own in conversations. They're very outgoing. They are headstrong. They are very good at their job. Actually, like 
my, so my sister's in Aries and my best friends in Aries, like so many people that I surround myself with are Aries because they're just like my opposite. So I learn a lot from them. Like Aries are known to kind of, um, kind of act and then like come back and think a little bit, Oh, totally. which, yeah, which I'm like the opposite. I'm like thinking about it forever and then not acting. Um, but I do love Aries. Oh my gosh. That's interesting that you say that because I think the one reason I've been successful on social media is because I just post, like, I don't think about it. I don't edit it. It's so raw. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I think just quantity over quality has made my accounts grow, which is, that's interesting that you say that. That totally is in line. Like I'll I'll have zero makeup on and of course it goes viral. And then the one when I'm full glam, zero views. (laughs) Exactly. That's like such, so TikTok. How do you balance having this like influencer life, this social media life and your corporate life? I mean, you still are doing your corporate job. And I feel like so many people who started and got a little bit big, they immediately are quitting their job. So how do you balance? Definitely. So I think, you know, people are rushing right now to be like, I want to be a full-time creator and quit and move to LA and do the whole thing, especially like younger people. And I think that I've, I fear that because there needs to be, I'm very risk averse. Like that scares me to think you're living brand deal to brand deal, whatever. But I totally get like follow your dreams. Of course. I also think for me specifically corporate, Natalie being an active member in corporate America informs the content. So that's important to be seeing the zoom nuances, doing these things with my coworkers, whatever. So in terms of the balance, it is hard. I think it has hurt, you know, my dating life for sure. I'm, I'm constantly working. I'm constantly on, even if I'm like on my phone, you know, that's like working I'm posting stories I'm posting whatever. Um, so it's just like a constant, like there's no real end to anything. There's, there's work and then there's corporate Natalie. And then I'm, you know, going out and I'm posting about anything is just everything's content. So it's tough, but it's, it's a, it's a hard balance. I tried to just like, keep, like I said, every channel, very PC. I don't want, you know, I don't want anything to ever come back to me. And my boss is like, this is an appropriate fireable offense, anything like that. So I do have that extra layer of like, sensitivity with what I'm posting. Um, right. but it's hard. It's, it's, you know, I don't think it's sustainable right now. I have a great team that's helpful, but, um, need to need to kind of figure out the balance for sure. Let's talk about dating in San Francisco. I feel like I've heard so much, so many different things and I've never experienced myself, but I've heard that it's just like a ton of tech bros and like a lot of hot guys and like a very small amount of like normal slash attractive women. Is that true? And like, do you feel like you're in the best position ever as someone who's obviously gorge and (laughs) dating in SF where there are so many guys? Totally. We we like to say um, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. It's like 80% male. So yes, you go to a bar as like a decently attractive girl, it's incredible. I'm not trying to hype myself up or anything, but like I go to LA, I'm a two, maybe, maybe one, (laughs) 1. 1.5 SF. I'm like a solid eight or nine. And that is fabulous. It's an amazing feeling, you know? And I think the added layer also of being like one of the only content creators in this city means like I literally people at bars, especially because TikTok kind of geolocates you. So like my videos will be screwed up to people in SF. So like everyone's recognizing me. I feel it's like the craziest feeling ever. Then I go to LA and I'm on a red carpet. They're like, is your first name corporate? Who the hell are you? Like it's so different, but dating is great. I mean, there are a ton of guys. I think I go to other cities and I hear my friends dating stories from like New York or Chicago or other places. And it's completely different. Like the likes just like flood in. Like they're like, oh, I have to like, like people 
I'm like, oh, I'm just on the defense here. And again, this has nothing to do with my attractiveness. This is just the gender ratio on the app is insane. But yeah, it's crazy. That's amazing. How did like having this platform change your life, change your dating life, if at all? Or do you kind of not think of it like that because you want to like, you know, keep growing and, and keep your head down? Definitely. I mean, it's it's completely changed my life. I would be lying if I said it didn't. It's it's crazy. I get invited to these events in LA. I feel I have such imposter syndrome with it. Like I truly don't believe that I deserve this platform or anything. I mean, it is hard work for sure, but it's crazy to me that I'm at, you know, these this cameo party sitting next to Cody Co. and like people that I've idolized my whole life and being a part of it and being invited to the suite with the main guy from Pitch Perfect, who I literally had the biggest crush on ever. And we're just in a conversation eating a hot dog. Like it's so surreal. So it's definitely changed my life. I'm so like blessed and honored to be able to be in this position. I think it does open up a whole new world of like being in the public eye in any capacity is stressful. It's like, you don't want to anything, get too drunk at a bar. There's things that like, I would never think of earlier that like now people are watching you and you have to know that the things you say matter, the things like everyone will hang on to every word you say. Um, so that's a little scary. It definitely causes a little bit of anxiety, but um, the good that comes from it is amazing. Also just being like an influencer. I mean, you get this, of course, like it's just, it's crazy that people really value your opinion, the brands you promote, like it does have value. So in the beginning when I'm like, sure, I'll promote your product. You'll pay me. This is awesome. Now it's like, no, like I have to believe in it. My, my followers will come back at me and ask why I'm promoting it. Just things like that. So it's, it's interesting. That's such a good point. It's like, I was actually just meeting with someone because I do these dating app profile consultations and she like quoted back to me. She was like, well, you say like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, cause like, it's like an oh, offhand yeah. comment that like I say that like, I don't realize like affects people. And like, it was a positive comment and a positive thing she was repeating to me, but I was like, oh my God, like I need to like be checking my throwaway comments too. You know what I mean? Totally. And when people know you, they're like, they know everything you've ever said. Like they just have an arsenal. Like, well, no, that one video you did, you said this. So yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> like, I don't even remember that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Health is so important right now, especially for what I'm going through and my hormonal imbalances and all that stuff. And if I want to start trying to have kids in the future, I really need to have all of the vitamins in my system that benefit that. And I also really want to have good sleep and recovery for my muscles when I'm working out five days a week. So I started taking Athletic Greens months and months ago because my friend had mentioned it. And I'm so happy that we're working with them for this podcast because they're a company that I really, really believe in. With only one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens mixed with water you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I know it's a mouthful, but it's actually really easy to drink. All you have to do is take a scoop of Athletic Greens, a scoop of water. It could be from the sink. It could be from the filter and just shake it up and drink. It tastes really good. It doesn't taste like gross celery smoothies or whatever some of these health people drink. It actually tastes 
good and the aftertaste is good. And eventually you start to crave it because it tastes so good. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Check it out and let me know what you think. You've heard me talk about the pimples that I've been getting since going off birth control. And I just am at a loss sometimes as to what to do I always want to have something on my face that's working to help me get rid of these pimples. Like I hate wearing makeup because I can't have something on my face. So what I've been using more recently than ever are the Hydro Stars by Starface. They're a 100% hydrocolloid pimple patch that helps reduce inflammation, absorb fluid, and shrink spots overnight. So if you're like me and it's so hard for you not to pick at your face and pop your pimple when you have something, you need to try these Hydro Stars because they basically, you put one on and by the time you take it off, like not to be gross and graphic, but think like it's oozing out already. So you you don't have to actually touch your face. You don't have to make nail marks on your face. You just put on a Hydro Star, which has all of the things that you need. And they also have a new variation of them, which is a Hydro Star plus salicylic acid. And it helps treat deeper pimples and acne. So if you have like more of a cystic pimple, and they also have skincare essentials that you can really build out a routine with. Everything is dermatologist tested, vegan and cruelty free. So I've been using their sunscreen recently because I'm just trying to trial and error what's been going on with my face and their sunscreen is for acne prone skin. And so that's me right now. So I've been using it and it's SPF 46. It's oil free, lightweight, 100% clear, which is really important and it won't make you break out or clog your pores. So it's really amazing. They also have a space wash for your face, an outer space, which is a body wash and a hydrating cream called Moisture on Mars. So check it out. You just have to go to starface.world and use code ACME15. You can shop the entire Starface collection at starface.world and use code ACME15 for 15% off your first order at starface.world. ACME15 is the code. How do you stay motivated and productive while working from home, assuming that you're working from home right now? Mm-hmm. Are you? Yes. Yes. This is my, okay. that's my bed where I sleep. Great. <laughs> no, I mean, I know you're home right now. I just mean like, you know, when you're not here. Oh, yes. Podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, I do work from home. It's hard. It's weird as a 24 year old to be completely at home and not social. I have amazing roommates who I'm with 24 seven, which is probably a problem in itself, but whatever, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of people in my DMs are truly like struggling with how do I make friends? I'm in a new city. I'm not going into the office. And I think that's such a hard thing. Like I don't, I'm so thankful that I'm like just super social, like super extroverted. I will always just be like camera on whatever, as much as I joke about like camera off today, whatever. I want to like talk to my coworkers and have a relationship with them and my friends and everything. So it's hard working remotely. I mean, I try to like go to a coffee shop and put on makeup and sit and meet people, but it's like, those things in real life don't really play out. Like what I'm going to give the cute guy sitting next to me, my number, like, how does that work? That's terrifying, you know, but it's like, you have to put yourself out there. 
You do. <laughs> and if you gave the cute guy your number, you never know. Um, yeah, do you have any advice? I feel like you have all the advice. I need you to review I mean, my hinge too. I'm freaking out. I, I, I definitely will. I would love to. But I think in person meeting people, like my favorite thing was always to like, th- like with a friend's permission, throw them under the bus and be like, my friend thinks you're cute. And then a guy's always like, well, what about you? You know, like that's like, I feel like guys are just so like, like, like that, you know, that like they want the person who's like advocating for their friend and doesn't actually want them, you know? So like that, that was a line that worked for me a lot. Acting like you're in a relationship. It's it's so funny. Um, We actually have a podcast episode about this and it's called Date Like You Have a Boyfriend. (laughs) And it really works. Like, because you know how you just have a different air about yourself when you have a boyfriend and you're out. Like you're the chill girl. You don't care. You're the chill girl. You're not trying. So like dating like you're single is bad, but dating like you have a boyfriend is actually really beneficial. So in terms of meeting IRL, I feel like that's a good move. And just like not being afraid to like start, like you don't have to slip your number to a guy that you haven't spoken to at the coffee shop, but you can turn to him and be like, so what's your deal with like the mocha lattes that you're getting every day? You know what I mean? Like just something random and observatory. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah. You no, know what I, I mean that. though? I love that. I'm like so confident on my social media. Like I'll literally post a video to hundreds of thousands of people with zero makeup on. And then in person, I am like, I just revert into this, like, I'm, I'm, I'm shy. Like, why am I, I'm so confident in every aspect of my life. And then just like speaking to someone I can't. Totally. I mean, it happens, but you mentioned your friends and how you guys are really close. Have your friendships changed at all since your platforms have grown? Have you noticed any like weird, um, jealousy or like shit talking or has everyone been pretty supportive for the most part? I love my friends. I mean, everyone's been really supportive. I think it's for my roommates, it's a huge like burden of having to, you know, I have to have like film days and like maybe they have to be quiet for moments of time. I get like a ton of PR packages. Again, like, I don't want I don't want this to seem like I'm bragging really like truly. This is not I'm just trying to like give awareness to like the life. There's so many packages that are constantly in our tiny ass apartment that we have to like I have to break down and just whatever. And like it's so exciting and it's fun, but at a certain point it is taxing on like people really truly closest to you. And I understand that. And I'm empathetic about that. Like if I'm out at a bar and I want to like do a quick bit, like quickly film, can you film this? You know, like things come and go and that, that wears on people for sure. Um, I think the people closest to me have, we've gotten even closer because we're able to talk about this whole world that none of us had exposure to before. And it's like super exciting for all of us across the board. But I think in the aspect of like making new friends, that's really strange because like I'll meet people out like how we met at Perla's or whatever, like, or at bars. And like, I actually am vibing with these people. And like, I would love to like give them my number and hang out. But like the, the basis for which we met was like, they recognized me and they were like a fan. And that's just a strange dynamic to start a friendship as, you know, right. New friends has been a little difficult, but I have, I'm from San Francisco. So I have a ton of friends here and like my college friends I love and we travel all the time. So it's not like I'm desperate for new friends. It's just an interesting dynamic that I've noticed. Yeah. Have you ever had any beef with anybody on TikTok? Like, you know oh how TikTok can God. be so savage, like with the comments or like people like redoing or what is the word when you like redo someone's video? Like remix stitch or, or whatever. Duet. Yeah. Exactly. When someone duets your video and just like shits all over you. Like, have you had that happen? Totally. I mean, a little bit. Like I said, I really try not to offend anyone. I had one video where 
and this is like my biggest regret of my social media career, probably that this guy was just like, he's like a fitness guy. He's like, he's in really good shape. And he made a video. My name is Joseph and I'm in the best shape of my life. And I stitched it. And I was like, my name is Natalie. And I really don't like you, whatever. Just like a one second stitch. And the entire gym TikTok community came after me and they posted like hundreds of videos of like calling me fat, talking about my weight. You've never been to the gym. You wouldn't get in that community is really tight. You would be, you would be shocked. Um, so I just, fr- from that, I learned like, even if it's just for a joke or whatever, like never make fun of anyone. And I regret that to this day, but they still like, they're still making videos about that one. I obviously took it down there. There's like a screen recording and whatever. So that that's been hard, insane. but no, no beef. Yeah. No beef with anyone individually. <laughs> never I guess never piss off a gym rat you really never know what's gonna happen literally (laughs) we have people who are constantly writing in about moving cities for new jobs and things like that um, where they know no one what are some tips or advice that you would have for someone like that in that situation even though I know you've been in SF for for a while definitely um I think if you're moving for a job, there's obviously some incentive of you're probably going into the office. They want you there physically for in-person things. When there's the option, like if I had the option to go into the office, I would, you know, and it takes weeks of even just sitting there alone, but you're going in, you're getting dressed, you're perched at your little spot. You'll meet people. Like, I think that will happen. Um, I think also just being super friendly and like talking to people. Like I love when people come up to me at bars and we're just chatting and making jokes and whatever. I think I've seen on TikTok recently, like girls who will try to go out alone. And like, that is terrifying to me. Like I would, Mm. I would never like that is that, that terrifies me deeply because I think you just need like a little bit of a crew when you go out, right? Like safety one and two, just like, I don't know, that scares me. Would you, do you, do you advise people on that? Like going out alone? I don't know about going out alone. I think going to an event alone, like going to a mixer alone is totally fine. But going out to a bar alone kind of skeeves me out because I'm like, people can be so like bad. Totally. And I just wouldn't want this person going out alone to like experience that. I agree. Is it like, maybe there's like Bumble for friends. I don't, I've never personally. There is. It, but there like, is. I think get on um, the apps, like everyone's on yeah. an app, you know? Get on the apps. I actually stumbled upon... Someone sent me an a TikTok about... It was like a friendship coach. Oh, and she had really good advice on friendship. It was like... It was like, you know, go on those like friendship apps. There's, there's some other than Bumble too. And then it was like, reconnect with people who are ready in your life, which is a really good piece of advice. Because like, if I, let's say, move to like Austin right now, like, are any of my best friends there? No. But like are a bunch of random people who like also grew up in New York City there? Yeah. And like I still am connected with them on Facebook. So like, you know, reconnecting with old friends. And then I feel like a really good way to make friends is also like through dating. Like I was just going to say meet their friends. Yeah. Yeah. Meet their friends, be friends with them. Like until you meet someone serious and then like never talk to your ex again. But like, (laughs) you know, if it doesn't ever get serious with that person, like you could turn it into a friendship. I feel like I've heard a lot of stories about people turning dating app dates into friendship. Have you ever done that? I literally just went on a date with a guy and I was like, I literally really like this person as a friend. I, I don't think I, you know, and sometimes guys, it's just their pride. It's so hard for them to hear that. Like girls are so, mm. so okay with like, let's just be friends. And guys are like, no, I don't, whatever. So I think it's hard, but I totally agree. Or like when you, 
even just like play it along enough to like go to like an event with them and meet their friends. I don't know if they're, if they seem like someone who would somehow gaslight you for doing that, but. Right. What do you think has been like something, you know, you're, you're 24 and I feel like I, as like a 31 year old, I'm kind of like out of like the younger dating game. What do you think is something that like is happening right now? That's like a trend for dating in like your early twenties that, um, you know, single people are going through? I think there's just, there's so much availability. Like I went on a date last night and I, it wasn't great. I it was like the friend one and I just immediately went back on hinge and I'm like swiping and looking and like, whatever. It's just, there's so much availability. And I think we're such short attention spans that it's like the grass is always greener. I'm currently mm-hmm. just in a place where I, I don't want to date 24 year olds. Like I'm more interested in like people in their thirties just because I think, I don't know. I think I have like a pretty like strangely established career for my age. Like I'm really thankful for that. Like I have a really good sense of self. I feel like I just, I don't know. I'm just in a really good place, like emotionally and whatever, financially, whatever you want to say. And so I kind of just want someone who's not still figuring it out. Like I want someone who can sort of teach me things and we can like, I'm not looking to really grow a ton. I want to like learn from someone who's maybe older. So I think our age, it's just like a total kind of, honestly shit show of just everyone is dating everyone and there's always other options. And I, I don't know. So it's strange. Or we're, we're at the age, I think 24 is the age where like you're dating your college sweetheart and like, it's either really not going to work or you're going to start getting engaged, which is so strange. So crazy. I are none of your friends are engaged, right? My one best friend, Victoria Garrick, she's actually, she's an influencer. She's engaged going to a bridal shower this weekend. They've been dating for like five and a half years and they're living together. Mm-hmm. Like I would never question that ever. They're amazing. I absolutely idolize and love them. But I think like some of my friends are in this like total like fever of, should we get engaged? I don't know. Like, you know, it's so strange, but I just, yeah. I feel so young, you know? Totally. I and feel like- I'm not dating anyone. So obviously no one else is allowed to get engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know that name. Is she on Dear Media by any chance? Yes. Yeah. Real Pod is on Dear Media. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. That's so funny. Okay. Amazing. Let's do some rapid fire. Okay. Amazing. I got asked on a podcast, what's your favorite book? And I froze for 30 minutes. So please don't ask me that. (laughs) Oh my God. I would never. Um, But in case you need an answer for that, Verity is an amazing book. So just say Verity. Oh, wait, is that the one? Take my word for it. Is that the one with the the wife who, I think I read that with the the twins? Yes. Yes, I love uh, that book. That was really twins? dark. Though. I don't know. Or wait, but yeah, daughters. It's yes. She has it. There's a daughter involved, and there's a headboard, and that's a lot of sex. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would feel so strange saying that, but that was like super. Like it was like kind of horror meets like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally, <laughs> I have no shame in my book game. Okay, would you rather? This is a great one for you, actually. Would you rather your significant other never ever work out or not have a good work ethic? Never work out. Oh my God. I'll take someone who's 400 pounds. But you need someone with a work ethic. Yes, that absolutely. And they don't even have to make money or anything. Just like yeah, have just drive. Like be motivated. Totally. Mm-hmm. Do people notice when you're not wearing nail polish? Um, no, maybe. People notice everything in my videos. They're like, the light fixture seems a little bit off. Can you fix that? Uh-huh. I'm like, I didn't ask for your opinion. Thank you so much. Yeah, I also am obsessed goodbye. with my nails. Like I have acrylics full time. Like if anything chips, I'll go get another manicure. So yes, probably they would they look great. Thank you. Do you prefer chocolate or vanilla cake? Very important. Vanilla, 100%. 
I agree. And so do 55% of people. If you're going on six plus dates with someone that you're constantly talking to and they ask if you're seeing anyone else, what's the best answer that will make him like you the most, regardless of if you're seeing other people or not? Yes or no? I feel like you can't say yes or no. You just have to be like, I'm just really liking where this is going. Like, and just totally dodge the question. I would never answer that. Like, I don't know. I think just like a little shoulder grab. I don't know, but I'm just really liking where this is going. <laughs> I feel like dumb. I would be like, well, I'm single. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind of right, right. Like, like, well, you, you know, haven't asked me like, to date you. So of course I'm single, right, but like, like this, I'm really liking this. Do you want me to not? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay. Have you ever been out to dinner with someone who asked for bottled water instead of tap in a place where tap is like fine? Never. My type is like, like I said, someone who doesn't know what a phone is. They, I'm going to like your local taco joint on my first dates. I've never been like totally wind and dine. So if there's any mm-hmm. just like kind of low key billionaires out there that want to take me on a date, feel free. We can get, <laughs> we can get bottled water all across the board. That would be great. <laughs> like, I'm dead. Isn't Bill Gates single? I think he is actually. We should look into that after this. Yeah. You should slide into his DMs. <laughs> Significant other's married friend who you're friends with gets really flirty with you when drinking. Say something to significant other or avoid the friend altogether. Avoid altogether. I like think it's really pick me like to assume someone is really, I mean, obviously if they're making you uncomfortable, of course say Mm. something like there's such a line, but I hate when girls like, okay, that guy like bought me a drink and he's like, like maybe he's just being nice. You know, I don't know. I think there's, it's so quick to say like, he's, you know, flirting with me. I don't know. Unless mm-hmm. if it was truly making me uncomfortable, of course, say something. But I, I just think, I just think avoid, you know, or like have the confidence yeah. to say like, well, okay, no, to him, to his face, not to your significant other. Right. I agree. But I wouldn't avoid. I'd probably say something to my significant other just because really? I feel like you're, well, if it was like really making me uncomfortable, I'd be like, Brad is just like kind of creepy when he drinks and he'll be like, he'll either be like, I know it's not okay. Or he'll be like, what do you mean? Like you're delusional. And then I know like if he's you're a good so boyfriend right. or not, you you're know? So right. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. Saying when he drinks is like a good kind of like, do you think that? <laughs> you're right. Can you still be friends with someone if you decline to be in their bridal shower or go to their wedding? So again, I'm like super new to the wedding game. Um, if yeah. I decline to go to my best friend's bridal shower, I think we'd have a big issue. Um, right. I think, I think just, at this stage in our life, it's like show up for your friends. Like you just, you know, just showing up is half the battle. Like who cares what gift you get, whatever, but making time for the people you love and you prioritize is so important, especially as you get older, like the people, the real friends you have, like it, it just becomes smaller and you have less time to invest in this huge group of friends. So like if they're truly your really good friend, you're going to want to show up. So I would say that's like maybe a deal breaker. Agreed. Also, my laundry just decided to be extremely loud. So sorry in advance. Oh, no worries. I don't hear um, at, at sporting events, your significant other yells at the players and the refs from the stand. Red flag or no big deal? Oh my God. Such a red flag. I won. I just, I don't, I'm so not a sports girl. Do you watch Love is Blind? When the girl, yes. you, when the girl's like, I just want to grab a beer and just like, catch a game. Shut up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. And also just like 
so pick me. Like, please just, tr- you Beyond. can drink a beer and go to a sports game because everyone in the world does that. Like, that's so not a personality right. trait. Um, I yeah, call it- like, don't like <laughs> say that that's like, yes. like, don't use that to get guys. I call that the beer girl of like, just, you know, like, let's just catch a game, whatever. But um, no, I would definitely never be with a guy who is like, yelling like severe probably has a betting addiction that mm-hmm. those are that's like not my type at all so that's like total deal breaker no. for me also just betting any addiction oh yeah. yeah no 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 wait you were gonna say also just any oh just any like disrespect in any way whether it's like your server anything so unattractive i absolutely deal breaker so unattractive yeah. um it's the it's the betting for me that's that's <laughs> just a no i completely agree Okay, last rapid fire. When can you start a TV series with someone you're seeing? Before three months or after three months? Oh, before. I'll like talk about kids' names with someone who I just met. Like, I don't even care. I love putting on a performance. <laughs> like, Same. I'll, I will I'll literally totally... start a show with someone after the first date. No, 100%. I will literally start a show on the first date. You want to go back and watch a show? Yeah. I, don't, I don't care at Fully. all. Also, it's like, but, what, what is what is this, yeah. a, a contract? If, if it doesn't work right. out, I'll, I'll continue the show on my own. Exactly. Like the show will go on. Totally. But to clarify, I will start the show not with them in person in our apartment, like in my apartment together. I will just start it and we'll be texting about it from our own places. Okay, great. Yes. Good clarification. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Because mm-hmm. that's more noncommittal. Amazing. Natalie, can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that has helped you throughout the years? My best piece of advice is fake it till you make it. It's got me to where I am now in your job, with your even with your friends, whatever, your, your relationships. Just be confident in yourself. Fake it till you make it. It will work out. Love it. Where can everyone find you and follow you and watch your TikToks? At Corporate Natalie on Instagram and TikTok, and then at Corp Natalie on Twitter. Love it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 